T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jacob Albrocht. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome in, everybody. Sports Daily on a Thursday here on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster alongside you. If I'm out of breath, uh, I've got my son here today, Tommy. And uh, he insisted that we do two puzzles before I got on the radio. So it was like it was like stress puzzle, right? I was like, we don't have very much time. We got to go. And they were not little. They were they barely, you know, they were probably like 50-piece puzzles, so. We made it. Did you get them all done? Did you get them completed? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was like a test. I kind of enjoyed it a little bit, playing with fire. Uh, Happy Thursday to you, Tommy. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah, hanging in there, getting ready for uh, what will end up being a big night of uh, of sports tonight. We've got Thursday night football. We've got college hoops on the slate. Uh, A lot going on. Lot to get to, and looking forward to it. You know, it's really interesting. Can we look forward to Thursday night football tonight? I'm sort of on the fence with it. Um, you've got a matchup that doesn't get you excited about as far as you know the players on the field, but it is a matchup with major implications, right? In 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 the AFC or sorry, in the NFC South, Atlanta's sitting there in a tie for first place with Tampa. Carolina at two and seven, technically speaking, is still alive because the division's so bad. Like, can we get excited about Thursday night football? I'm not sure. I, I haven't necessarily talked myself into it yet. Um, thank God it's college basketball season now that if we have these Thursday night duds, we can avert our eyes and not, you know, just go through the torture of some of these. Yeah, I think you can get excited for Thursday night football. In fact, I'm excited for it primar- primarily because I like the Falcons. Uh, they might be four and five, but they've got a share of first place in that division 
Uh, and on top of that, I like Marcus Mariota. I like what this team has been able to do. We know that Mariota is not the long-term solution in Atlanta. They've got Desmond Ritter. They drafted him. He's the quarterback of the future, at least in their mind right now uh, in Atlanta. But, you know, they, they, they've been surprising. I don't think anybody really thought that Arthur Smith's squad would be able to do a whole lot. That division is really weak. Uh, but regardless, they're 4-5. and five. They're in first place. And they've played exciting football. Then you add on top of it the fact that two weeks ago they played the Panthers and the Panthers outgained them by 72 total yards two weeks ago. So yeah, the Panthers had that fire sale. They traded Christian McCaffrey. They fired Matt rule. Uh, they, they started PJ Walker the last few weeks, but they're not, uh, they're not a terrible. I mean, I guess they're, they're not a great football team by any they're stretch, but I mean, they started they're, they're who two last seven. Week? Yeah. Who was that, that they started last week? Didn't they start PJ Walker last week? They did. No, they did. I, I'm just trying. I'm trying to talk myself into being excited about them starting PJ Walker last week, who got benched for uh, Baker Mayfield, who wasn't any better. I don't know. I mean, it's the NFL, and I usually get excited for any NFL action. I do like some of the players here, but I mean, neither of these two teams are going to do anything this year. Kyle That's what Pitts makes is it a lot of fun to watch in Atlanta. Like they've got a fun team. Kyle Pitts has been awful this year, and, and I think he's a good player. I, Atlanta is a fun team. I'll give you that. But they're a team that's not going anywhere. I mean, whether they win the division or not, it doesn't really matter. And I just – I do think they're ascending. I just – these – how, if you're the NFL, how before the season, if you're trying to decide who's going to play on Thursday night football, did you think Atlanta-Carolina was going to be a good choice? Like – you know, like, uh, that's a stretch. That would have been a stretch before the season started, though. Like, it's not yeah, like think, this is surprising. Sure. I mean, I think that at the time when it was scheduled by the NFL, they probably thought that Carolina would be the team that would be better, that would have a better mm -hmm. record than Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta, from the beginning, and yeah, they're, they're starting Marcus Mariota, all of that. Uh, they, they don't have a chance to do a whole lot. That would have been the, the thought at the beginning of the season. But Carolina, you're bringing in Baker Mayfield, and then you've got McCaffrey. You've got DJ Moore. Matt Rule is on the hot seat, so he's going to be coaching to save his job. Like That would, that would be some intriguing storylines. It's been a complete opposite. Atlanta's the one that they're they've got a share of first place, and 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 Carolina uh, has gone off the deep end. Atlanta's really well coached. I've decided. I think Arthur Smith does a good job. Um, you know, I'm looking at, and I don't know where Thursday night football gets to pick, like of the week's games. Like I don't know how that slots in for them. I would imagine they don't get the first or second choice. Um, I don't know if it's third, fourth, fifth, whatever it is. But I just look at the slate this week, and this is actually a pretty good slate. And these bye week weeks get tough. But let's think back to before the season started, right? And and just ponder around. Like, would we have thought Browns Dolphins would have been better? I think that we would have when these kinds of choices were being made, because at that point we still didn't know about Deshaun Watson. Um, I think we certainly would have been anytime the Chiefs play. Jags Chiefs would have been up there Vikings bills now there's a good chance that either of those games were choices by the networks thank goodness this didn't happen but Colts Raiders before the season would have certainly been uh, a matchup that probably piqued our interest Cardinals Rams the same way Cowboys Packers I just wonder because and it's a larger symptom of these Thursday night games like if you're going to go all in with Amazon and if you're Amazon like it's different when these are NFL network games right where you can just sort of put anything there. But Amazon's got a lot invested in this. They have to make sure they have the ability to get better games. And I don't think you can flex in Thursdays 
which makes this trickier. Like Sunday night football has its protection through the flex, which we've already seen them use that the chiefs chargers is going to get moved there later this year. But I feel like the league has to be able to do something because could you imagine the eyeball difference between Vikings bills, right? Or whatever it is. And Panthers Falcons. I mean, it, it is a big difference. I, I feel like there, and I'm, I'm a fan of Thursday night football, by the way, I, I like that we have Thursday night football. I just feel like it could be so much better if we could ensure we get better games in this spot because this year, these matchups have been not good for the most part. But hasn't that always been the knock on Thursday night football? Too well, it has. Like it has. I mean, but this you is didn't nothing have new. A, but you didn't have a network bidding billions of dollars at that point. You had them kicked to the NFL Network, and when Fox had it right in CBS, when Fox and CBS took it over for what was that one or two years, the Thursday night matchups were fantastic. But they have more bidding power involved in this. So I, you know, I don't know if if it just takes more money for Amazon to be able to do that versus the other networks. But I do think it's in the league's best interest to put better matchups here than we get. Because again, Falcons, Panthers, it might have been better than we thought it is now at the beginning of the year but it wasn't it still was a, a little bit of a stretch I mean Carolina we were talking about as a team that might contend to get to around 500 this year right and and Atlanta we thought was in a total rebuild so before the season when you're picking that game I just don't know what you're picking it on yeah I mean that's a good point but I I feel like this is a this is something that is is everybody's talking about like it's a brand new situation I mean we there typically have not been great games on Thursday night. Yeah, there might be an anomaly here and there. And then you look at the the debut game on Amazon was Chiefs and Chargers. That was a marquee game. But other than that, like I I remember, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, Jacob, that Thursday night football games, the NFL they were featuring the color rush jerseys to at least get people to watch them because they're the the matchups weren't good. So let's put the teams in crazy colorful uniforms. Like they were they've been trying for a long time to get eyeballs on Thursday night football. I feel like Amazon knew what they were getting when they signed up for Thursday night football. Um it, it's never Damn, been they, Sunday night football. Even if they've had some marquee matchups, it's never been the marquee matchups like you get on Sunday night. When Aikman and and Sunday night football is the marquee matchup, right? They they get first choice. I think that's how that works. Um, I don't think they pick third. I think they pick first. But you signed on Al Michaels. You signed on Kirk Herbstreet. You've invested all this money. Like, you don't put Al Michaels on pay. How many times on Sunday Night Football, how many times have we seen Al Michaels over the years, like over his entire career, call dud games? I feel like there's been a hand, like, you can count them on one hand. How many times this year he's had, like, two non-dud games? And it just... It feels counterproductive to go all in like this, have all this production, all this money invested, the crew, everything going in, and then try to get people excited for for Panthers-Falcons. Well, how long ah. is he? I mean, he was on Sunday Night Football for 15 years. And, and then they Monday, had and Monday the, Night Football before that, too. Right, but, but they, at least on Sunday night, I don't know about Monday Night Football, but at least on Sunday night, they had the ability to flex in and out of games, you know, and so right. it was very rare, especially later in the season, that you were getting a dud game. I mean, they wanted to put on the best matchup of the weekend and so they could flex in and out. Um, and so, yeah, it was incredibly rare that you saw Al Michaels calling a dud game. I think that's what they need to figure out how to do or try to do with Thursday night football. I don't think you can 
create a flex environment, even coming in or out of a buy. I just logistically, that seems impossible. So then you have to give them a better pick in the week because it get, I, I don't, I would find it hard to believe that this was even the fourth game selected. So let's say, you know, okay, okay, uh, Fox, who do you want this week? Well, they're going to take Cowboys Packers almost no matter what. Okay, that one's obvious. Uh, okay, CBS, what do you want your feature game to be? They probably took Colts Raiders if I had to guess, right? Um, okay, ESPN, now what do you want? Well, let's let's hit the big populations of Washington and Philadelphia. Should be a really competitive game. Okay, good. Amazon has to be able to slot in after that because you can't – there's no way they chose Falcons, Panthers. And, again, we're talking about before the season started, right, before we ever played a snap this year. There's no way they chose that game over Cardinals, Rams, Jaguars, Chiefs, Vikings, Bills, maybe even Saints, Steelers, and maybe even Browns, Dolphins. Like, it feels like that was like the eighth pick of the week when you look at this week's games. Even Seahawks, Bucks. Now the Seahawks, we thought would be terrible, so maybe not that one. But God, like this would, and and we see it over and over again, right? Last week, Ravens, Saints. That was that one probably disappointed because of performance on the field. Bengals, Browns, okay, but Bears, Patriots. We, we didn't have high expectations for the Bears. Maybe I'm looking too much into this because Broncos, Chargers, we would have thought would have been good. Um, Raiders Chiefs obviously was good. Maybe I'm overthinking this. Maybe it's just a product of some of these teams disappointing. Um, I'm okay with it. This this is like we said off the top. This will be this this game will have playoff implications, especially if the Bucks continue to not be good. Which at this point, I mean, we can wait all we want. They may not be. So the Falcons are an interesting choice. It's an interesting opportunity for them. They're two and a half point favorites on the road. Carolina looked awful last week. I kind of like Atlanta. We're going to have Chelsea Messenger, our betting insider, on in the next segment. Kind of like Atlanta. Kind of like the spot for Atlanta here. Yeah, I I want to go back to what you were saying before. Uh, you were very, you were teetering very close to that line of old man yelling at clouds about the schedule. Um, yeah, because I, I really don't. I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. Well, I think as Atlanta... I went back, as we were just talking, I went back and looked, and I think it's been a problem more that a lot of these teams have underperformed because if yeah. we. You know, just like, okay, before the season, would we have been excited about these matchups? And, and yeah, we probably would have been. I still yeah, don't know I, why I, they picked Carolina-Atlanta, though, but it's okay. Yeah, I get, I get that that thought. Um, you know, when you look at the way that at least Carolina has performed this season, and even before the season, you know, the, the expectations on Atlanta weren't very high. But the Falcons, like we mentioned, are 4-5. and five. They've got a share of first place. I find this really interesting, and, and I want to get your thoughts on it. So, of course, the Falcons are tied with the Bucks right now. The Bucks are still the favorites to win the division, and I don't think that that's a surprise. They're minus no. 220 to win the NFC South, but the Falcons are plus 320. The Falcons have the easiest schedule remaining in the NFL through the final eight games of the season. You know, Tampa Bay is disappointed this year. They're under 500. That Falcons at, at plus 320, that's a, I feel like that's a fairly solid bet that I wouldn't mind putting some money down on. Yeah, that's not bad because... They got Cordero Patterson back, and we saw how quickly he made an impact. The problem for me with Atlanta is I still don't think their defense is very good. Um, and and as much as I love Marcus Mariota, the person, 
He's Marcus Mariota, the player at the same time, and he hasn't wowed us this year. But they, you know, they he may not need to with Cordell or Patterson back and Tyler Algier, the rookie, kind of coming on here. They, I could definitely see them become a very, very, very run-heavy offense. But the problem with being a run-heavy offense is you kind of have to have a good defense, and they don't. I don't know. I, I think it's a better bet than taking Tampa minus 220 right now. There's no question about that. Like, I would definitely, if I've got to pick one or the other, I would take the plus money because I don't, you know, Tampa's problems don't seem like they're uh, easily corrected, obviously. I'm trying to think of a better way to say that. The only reason is Tom Brady. And how many times over the years have we tried to count out Tom Brady before and failed? It almost, for me, I think, Tommy, like, I think it's going to have to get to the point where they have failed. Like, it's not we think they're going to fail, but they've actually failed before I will finally not be burned by Tom Brady saying something bad will happen, and then ultimately he gets the last laugh. Like, it's going to be, like, week 16 or 17 before it's like, okay, this year was a failure for Tom Brady. Because we've seen, we've we've tried to write this narrative before, and then he, like, wins a Super Bowl. So, I, they still have a lot of talent on that team. I wouldn't take the bet at, at minus money like that, but... Yeah, I I don't know. I I still I just can't write down. I I can't write off Brady. I can't do it because we've tried before, and and he always gets the last laugh. And yeah, I don't I'm think not he convinced. looks that bad. Right. Well, I'm, I'm not, not convinced, convinced that, either. Well, and I'm not convinced that a win against the Rams last weekend will will yeah. magically turn their season around. I mean, the Rams are are not good. That they're, they're a shell of who they were a year ago, and, and so I don't feel like. That I mean, Tampa Bay did not look good for most of that game against uh, the Rams, and it was one of those games where I was watching it, and I thought, man, this this can't be over quickly enough uh, for me. It was ugly football to watch, uh, so I'm not convinced that that win uh, and Tom Brady pulling it out in the final seconds will magically turn his season around. Um, and I think with that plus money that you're looking at with the Falcons, you look at their the easiest schedule remaining in the NFL at that plus money. Uh, man, I'm that's a I think that's a pretty solid bet. I think for a bet, it's a good bet. I, I agree. I, I I think it's a much better bet than taking minus two twenty money on Tampa Bay right now when they have the same record. No question about that. Um, I just I'm it, in real life. I'm not ready to write off Tampa yet because I just I still see the opportunity for them to like creep their way in. All of a sudden, their defense returns to its you know proper form, and all and they ugly their way through like. a like a playoff win or something. Plus, the NFC is just not very good. Let's get Chelsea Messenger's thought on it um, as we return. We'll come back. We'll talk to her about some of the bets of the week, and we'll talk about that one. We'll, we'll see where else she wants to dabble, any player props, anything like that tonight that she's interested in. We've got the BetMGM touchdown insurance prop. Wonder if she has a play there. We'll go over all of that. We've got Tim Fitzgerald, our K-State insider, with GoPowerCat.com coming up as well in this show today. A lot to get to. we got a KU basketball game tonight. Here we go. It's Sports Daily on a Thursday. All Brockton Caster, Jad Chambers producing. We'll be right back. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. 
Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. And welcome back to Sports Daily. Our friend Chelsea Messenger in. Chelsea, a little under the weather. You've been fighting this for a couple of weeks, Chelsea. We're both parents. We understand. We feel it. Your kids get it. You deal with that. Then you inevitably get it. And, uh, you know, a cold might last a month when you're a parent because it has to make its way through everyone before it's done affecting you. How are you this morning? Hope you're hanging in there. Yeah, I'm all right. I feel fine. It's just when you do a three-hour show, when you need to use your voice, the voice gets a little hoarse. So I'm doing the round today. I feel all right. It's just bearing with me when I'm talking because clearly this is not my normal voice. <laughs> I, I've been there uh, on TV. I, the Starbucks has a medicine ball. Uh, if you've never heard of that, it can help a little bit. Um, let's talk a couple of bets here. We were just talking about Falcons Panthers tonight, and we can keep these simple for you today. Falcons minus two and a half feels decent to me just because of what's on the line. They get Cordero Patterson back pretty big opportunity for them. Do you like anything on the traditional bets in this game? Yeah, I think I'd take a long, hard look at the under just because I think both these teams kind of want to run the ball anyway. That's what the Falcons do even inside a dome. But we're talking about weather elements here. It's supposed to be heavy rain and 20-mile-an-hour wind gusts in Carolina. So it's not just the rain because sometimes, you know, we'll still see offenses scoring points in the rain. It's the wind that sometimes can be the issue for the passing game and the kicking game as well. And then for Carolina, all sorts of questions for the quarterback position. T.J. Walker coming off. Uh, One of the worst quarterback performances we've seen in a long time. Quarterback rating of zero. So maybe we even see uh, Baker Mayfield in the game at some point. But I would imagine both teams kind of rely very heavily on the rush attack. I know last time out was a scoring fest, but you've got to remember that was in a dome. Uh, We are expecting pretty bad weather for this one. Total's already ticked down from 44.5 to 42.5. So I think the under is probably the best play when it comes to, you know, normal side and total bets. So with the weather, the way that it is uh, forecasted for the game tonight, and then plus the fact that Carolina's rush defense has been so bad, I feel like this could be an opportunity for Cordero Patterson on the player prop side. Do you like anything from him or any other players? Yeah, I think all the rush props would pretty, be pretty solid plays. My favorite one of the bunch is going to be Tyler Algier, over 31.5 rush yards. Bottom line is a really low number. He's cleared this number in six straight games. And last week the question was, is he still going to hit his player prop, even with Cordero Patterson back in the lineup? Had 99 yards. So I think we can say that he's still going to get some touches, touches, and he's also been really dynamic with those touches with yards after the catch and breaking away from some tackles in some really highlight real worthy plays. So Tyler Algier over 31 and a half rush yards. I think Cordell or Daryl Patterson probably gets his too. And also on the other side, the way that Deontay Foreman's been running the ball, us Titans fans know him pretty well because he filled in quite nicely for Derrick Henry when Derrick Henry was hurt last season. Uh, last game, he didn't have a big one against the Bengals, but also the Panthers were down big to the Bengals. So the rush game, was kind of canceled out. I think it was going to be a closer game, a lower-scoring matchup. So Deontay Foreman, I think his rush props in the 50s. I like that one, too. All right, let's look ahead to Sunday then now. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, we got actually some pretty good games on the slate this week. We've had a few bi-week nightmares 
a couple of times this year. I don't think this is that week. Um, and what are you looking at here? What are some of your favorite bets for Sunday? Yeah, it doesn't matter to me if it's a good game or a bad game. There's value to be had in some of those dumpster fires of games. And for me, I think my favorite play on the board is going to be Saquon Barkley over his rushing prop, 93 and a half yards. Very high, but he's going against the worst run defense in the entire NFL, and that is the Houston Texans. Uh, Derrick Henry put up a 200 spot. Uh, then we saw Joe Mixon go for over 150 yards after having one of the most disappointing seasons, I think, as somebody who has played his rushing total before, averaging seven yards a carry against this Texans rush defense. And plus, Saquon's not splitting carries. And it's also a Giants team that's probably going to be running the ball in probably a positive game script, as I believe they are five-point favorites. So I think that's my favorite play on the board. Chelsea, a ton of eyeballs on Sunday are going to be on the Vikings and Bills. Um, of course, the Vikings have had a really good season up to this point. So is Buffalo, uh, although they're dealing with that Josh Allen injury. Uh, the the spread has ticked down a little bit over the last couple of days and the question about will he or won't he play. So it's, it's a high-profile marquee matchup this weekend. But with the uncertainty of Josh Allen's injury, is this a game that you would recommend staying away from or is there still a good way to play that? I already jumped on the Vikings, uh, and I knew that this line would go down. And that's kind of why I played it, because it was at five. Now it's down to three and a half. It's still above that key number of three. And you've got to remember, this is a pretty solid Vikings team. Uh, only one loss on the season. So I think even even if Josh Allen was playing, I think the Vikings could possibly keep it close. I know top to bottom, the Bills are a solid team. Case Keenum is more than a capable backup in this spot. I just think it's a bit disrespectful to this Vikings team. Uh, so I'll be with the Vikings and the points. And even if you don't like them to cover the three and a half, maybe worth putting them in a teaser or you get them nine and a half. Cause I do think they can at least keep it close with Buffalo. You know, we, we look across the slate, another one that I've liked this week, and it was just, it, I, I like to look at them and see if anything just like jumps off the page at me. And with Justin Fields becoming unlocked, um, the over for Detroit and Chicago because Chicago's defense isn't very good. Chicago feels like one of those teams right now that you may still be able to get a little bit of value on with the over because Justin Fields was so bad early, but man, he's been good late. Uh, what do you think about that over at 48 and a half right now on BetMGM? Yeah, the Bears have been a cash cow to the over just because not only has the offense figured something out by finally letting Justin Fields uh, run wild, as we saw last time out, rushing for 178 yards against the Dolphins. Also, their defense has lost their key pieces. Raquan Smith uh, no longer on the team. They traded him away. They tried, traded away uh, Robert Quinn. So it's clearly a team that points towards the over no matter the matchup. And they also get a great matchup this week against the Lions, who have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And this one's going to sound very obvious, but – I take a long, hard look at the rushing prop for Justin Fields. No number is set just yet because I think the books are probably scared to post one. Um, but the Lions are giving up the fourth most rush yards to opposing quarterbacks. And those are quarterbacks not named Justin Fields who are not going to have the same opportunity and, uh, you know, the same skill set as Justin Fields. So I would say probably look at his rushing prop. It seems very obvious. But also like the Bears laying the points there and uh, uh, also like the over. So we just talked about dumpster fire games. And sometimes there's a lot of things on the board that I like. Really like that game in a, in a variety of ways. 
So Chelsea, we know that you're uh, a Titans fan, and uh, last weekend the Titans played the Chiefs. This weekend they have the Broncos. The Broncos' defense uh, has been sneaky good this season. It's kind of been about the best thing about the team so far this season. In your mind, what's the best way to play Derrick Henry and the Titans as a whole as they're at home against the Broncos? Yeah, the Titans have been nine day in the first half and the second half. First half, they jump out to these big leads, and in the second half, they can't score any points. I'm not sure if it's the opposing defenses finally game-planning against them. Obviously, the quarterback issue could be a problem if Brian Tannehill is not, you know, 100% healthy. But still, even with Malik Willis throwing like five passes, it seemed like, or at least connecting on only five passes, they can keep it close with just about anybody in the first half. I believe they are uh, maybe one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Broncos in the first half. But I'm going to continue riding that trend as the Titans are top five in the NFL in scoring when it comes to the first half. That's a really interesting play. See, that's why we that's why we love having you on. I would have never thought of the Titans that way, but man, yeah, that's that's achievable. Uh you mentioned Saquon Barkley's prop. Um any other props or trends in that world where guys continue to be values until the market catch-ups catches up a little bit. Kenneth Walker's felt that way to me to Seattle just cuz they need him so much. Anybody out there that you feel like is always a pretty safe play? in the prop world right now? Well, we don't have a ton of props listed, but let's talk about the Seahawks for a second. How do the Seahawks continue to get points as one of the best teams, according to the numbers and according to their record, getting three points at a neutral site against the Tampa Bay Bucks, who, yes, I know they're coming off a big win, but I feel like Seattle's been the better team all season long. This game's in Germany, which already makes it a little chaotic. I know it's a ton of travel for both of these teams, namely for Seattle, but I'll take the Seahawks getting three points against the Bucks in Germany. And plus, a little tidbit, apparently there's a huge fan base for the Seahawks in Germany. I did not know this. We had a guest come on our show today and talk about this, so maybe a little bit of home field advantage for the Seahawks, even all the way out there in Germany. So really like the Seahawks getting three. All right, Chelsea, we appreciate it. Feel better. Uh, thanks for powering through for us today and, and getting that. We'll get you back at 100%, and you'll be ready to roll uh, for the playoff stretch coming up next week. Yeah, thanks for having me. And still a little heartbroken over my Titans losing to your Chiefs. <laughs> that was uh, that game was something, that's for sure. We, we still can't <laughs> figure out exactly what it was that we watched. All right, thanks, Chelsea. Feel better. That was the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports betting insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Uh, try to get you our thoughts on a on a first touchdown score insurance bet through BetMGM before we get done here on the program. We'll come back. We'll continue on Sports Daily. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Glad to have you on board. We've been talking about the NFL, go through our bets with Chelsea Messenger. We'll talk K-State football and basketball, top of the next hour. Uh, Jacques Vaughn gets a big opportunity as KU also plays tonight, so a big night for KU hoops. We'll get into all of that in the next hour. Uh, Let's do this. Let's give away some tickets here. We've uh, we haven't done this in a few days, so a four-pack of tickets. Which Thunder game are we going to send people to, Tommy? Yeah, we're going to do Saturday night in Trust Bank Arena. The Thunder play the Iowa Heartlanders at 7.05. It's Military Appreciation Night uh, at the game, so we'll give a, a four-pack of tickets away for the game on Saturday. All right, so Saturday night, a four-pack of tickets. We'll throw in a free iced tea card from HTO Open West coming soon east. Uh, so a nice little package there, and we'll do that for our second caller right now. Jad will take that as Tommy as I and Tommy and I wrap up this segment. 869-1240, second caller, four tickets to a Wichita Thunder game and a free iced tea on HTO. Uh, so enjoy that. Tommy, we look ahead. What do you think? We got we we love our first touchdown scorer prop um on these Thursday and Monday night games for Bet MGM. We we have an interesting game. Chelsea talked about the need for both of these teams to run the ball anyway and the weather. Um, you know, I, I have had some luck with quarterback scoring touchdowns in these spots. Marcus Mariota's plus 1,400. Uh, the two running backs for the two expected starting running backs, to no surprise to anybody, are the two odds-on favorite. Cordero Patterson plus 650, uh, the former Hutch Blue Dragon, and Deontay Foreman at plus 700. Tyler Algier is interesting at plus 1,100. What do you think? You have a, you have a strong feel or play at all tonight, Tommy? Well, I think it's going to be a running back uh, on either team. I mean, we, you know, Chelsea Messenger talked about the conditions uh, at the game tonight. Um, and, and we know historically how these teams are running the football. Uh, and especially considering if Atlanta gets the ball first, the run defense from Carolina has been God awful uh, this season. So I like, Cordero Patterson, I like Tyler Algier. I, I like one of the running backs. And, you know, the odds are there for Tyler Algier at plus 1,100 that you can make a decent amount of money there. So that might be the value pick for me. That might be the way that I go. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, God, I, I just, 
and I don't know why it's a stupid train of thought to think, oh, I need a little better odds than that. No, I should just really go with who it's I plus think. Plus eleven hundred. I know. No, I'm talking about in my head. Sorry. Oh, I like okay. Algier. I'm talking about in my head. I'm always like, I'm always hesitant to take the favorites, but that's silly. Like Cordero Patterson scores touchdowns and Algier's good too, but I think they are still using Patterson down low. He had two quick touchdowns last week. I may just take the odds on favor to be the first time I do that since uh, Travis Kelsey was a favorite and he hit, right? He's a favorite for a reason. Maybe I'll just take Cordero. We'll get the Atlanta backs covered. Uh, and hope they score first. I like it. All right. Uh, so that's what we'll do for that bet. Again, uh, if you go to BetMGM and and make sure you opt into it, but you get $25 worth of insurance. So if you don't hit it, you get a free bet back. That's why we like it so much because normally, Tommy, uh, we're small potatoes here. We'd never throw 25 down on a long odds bet anyway, but this gives you the chance to do it, and it makes for a fun hit if you get it because it's like, oh, my God, you know, I won however much. Uh, that's, what, that's what I think is fun about that one. Um, Jacques Vaughn, real quick. Uh, I assume, because you you grew up a KU fan, that you're a Jacques Vaughn guy. How could you not be, right? That's a pretty cool opportunity for him yesterday, getting the Nets job. Yeah, it really is. And Jacques Vaughn is one of the good guys in, in the NBA. And uh, he was so exciting to watch. You know, if you, you were around uh, this area in the 90s, um, you know, he was incredible to watch. He was a great point guard for uh, the, those Roy Williams teams in the mid nineties. And um, you just watched him on the court. And then you thought at that, I even re- remember thinking like, man, he's going to have a long career in basketball, of course, played in the NBA for a long time. Uh, he was the Orlando magic coach for a few years. Um, but this is an opportunity, I think for him to take a team of superstars. We know about what, you know, the, the, the squad they have with Kevin Durant and, you know, so forth in, in Brooklyn. Uh, and really get that opportunity to take them to the next level. There's been a lot of dysfunction with that organization for a while, and one of the constants has been Jock Vaughn. He's been the, the one of the assistant coaches there for a number of years. So for him to get that opportunity first as the interim and now as the permanent head coach, uh, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it is, and they need something, right? There's... It, it's a tough spot to be, and good luck to him because you've got to deal with he's just Kevin he's Durant. Very steady, he's very steady, yeah, he's he, very... which is what they need. But so exactly. was Steve Nash, right? Steve yeah. Nash is that way too, and it didn't work. And so Nash didn't have any experience. I get it. Like, but Nash, when you've got that many, I, I think what they were trying to do with Nash is bottle up the Zen Master vibe, right? Like this just calm, chill personality when there's so many personalities on the roster, and it didn't work. And, you know, Kevin Durant is like a matchstick now. Like, you never know when he's going to be mad about something. It feels like to me Kyrie Irving has always been who he is, right? <laughs> he's he's in the middle of something all the time, it seems like. It's just, it's going to be a tough spot, but, boy, what an opportunity. And I guess if you're going to pick a tough spot to get your chance, you'd like to do it with Kevin Durant on your side because he's still one of the best players in the world. Yeah, and I kind of feel like this is a second chance for Jock Vaughn. Um, I, he coached for what four seasons in Orlando, four or five seasons, um, and even at that time, I thought, okay, well, he, you know, he's got the chops to be a really good NBA head coach, um, but the roster around him wasn't wasn't very good. And so, with a roster with Kevin Durant and you know all the pieces that they've got in Brooklyn, the talent level is there. They just need a coach to be able to take them uh, to the next level. And so um, I, I couldn't be more thrilled for Jock Vaughn. Here's what's funny. This is something that's completely separate from basketball. Um, I hadn't, I'd kind of forgotten about Jock Vaughn for a while. Like after he left Orlando, you know, when a coach leaves a head coaching position, 
and then they end up as an assistant somewhere. You don't hear about them hardly at all. So I didn't know that he was in Brooklyn, um, didn't really follow his career all that much during that time. And then I see the picture of him when they announce him as the head coach. I had no idea completely off topic, had no idea he had the epic beard that he has. Yeah, like, it's, it's like down to his chest. Um, didn't have that in Orlando, didn't have that at KU, uh, but that, that's pretty impressive. It's intimidating. Maybe that's maybe yeah. that beard will uh, maybe that beard will give him enough juice to to get everybody's <laughs> attention. Um, it's uh, it, it's a good look. I like the look. Lovey Smith's got that look going right now. Uh, the bald on well is Lovey Smith bald though. I'm trying to think of Lovey Smith's bald, but the beard the beard is a good look. The big old beard. Do we have any other bearded like big bearded coaches? Uh, I don't think so. Phil Jackson Matt had that Patricia, beard for a long when he time. was with the Lions. He had a yeah, but solid his was kind of gross. I he yeah. had like he, his beard looked like what my beard would look like if I tried to let it grow. <laughs> it just kind of like Joe Dirt splotchy everywhere and random I, I i don't know what kind of beard i would have because i've never had the opportunity i've worked in tv for the last 20 years i've never had the opportunity to just let it go but i do know if you've seen joe dirt and he says it kind of comes in all white trashy that's kind of what i have right I, I don't get it in certain places it's like three different colors my neck it comes in nice and full i could go with an andrew luck neck beard uh yeah. for sure i'm sure i, I just don't know if i can do that. it Oh, the neck beard? Yeah, she hates facial hair. That's the other reason on me. That's the other reason, like, if I go a few days and it gets scruffy. And, and my kids, it bugs them, too. And they're like, go shave your whiskers. Like, it's <laughs> like, come on, guys. Like, at some point in my life, I'm going to give it a run. We had a yeah. – I went to I went to a bachelor party right when I moved to Wichita. So I had, like, a two-week gap between finishing – in Texas and coming here that I wasn't going to be on TV. And I was like, this is it. And we had a bachelor party and everyone was like, all right, uh, you know, let your mustache grow. I'm like, I don't know if I have a mustache. Like, I don't know if I can let my mustache grow. So I'm like, all right, I'm in two weeks. This will be perfect. And so I go and we get about, you know, a week before that trip or maybe like 10 days. And I'm like, this isn't going to cut it. Like I, I, this isn't, this isn't working for me. So I get some just for men and, and like color in my <laughs> color it in color in my mustache. Hey, you're to try and you're get a makeup guy since there. you're on TV. Like you could yeah. easily color something in. Yeah. So I'm I'm putting just for men on there to try and get it to show up at all. Nothing. It was it was worthless. I don't know. I, I'm just out of curiosity. Like two things that I want to do that I've never been able to do in my life. Just let my hair grow really long and see what happens, and grow a beard. I think the long hair would look awful. Did you watch that '70s show? What's the main character's name? Uh, Foreman? No. Yeah. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about, though. Right. When his hair gets like real poofy, long and like poofy up there, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. what my hair does when I let it get long. So I really want to just let it go and see and grow a beard. Two things, uh, if I ever retire from TV, that I plan on doing. So my apologies to everybody else and my wife, especially when that happens. But I really want to yeah. make it happen. Last uh, last winter, uh, I let my beard go for a while. Like it was a couple of months, and it was pretty patchy, pretty you know scraggly. Uh, and I decided I was going to get rid of all of it, but I shaved everything off except the mustache. I left the mustache. Yes. Walked walked into the living room. My wife looked up from whatever she was doing, took one look at me, and she said, "Absolutely not." And I walked right back into the bathroom and I shaved the mustache off. Ah <sighs> man, uh, that's too bad. That's too bad. Yeah. She didn't even let you go a day? Nope. She said, absolutely not. Didn't, I mean, didn't even react. Just looked up, 
said absolutely not. I knew what she was talking about. <laughs> Went and took care of it. Why are they such fun haters? You know, why do, why do we and, and why do we ask permission? Like they don't ask our permission when they go do something with their hair. So I, I, I come back out after I'm done and, and she goes, you looked like a motorcycle cop. And I said, that's exactly the look that that's, I was going for. I don't, yes, I don't think like, that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but do you there know was. that that's – yeah. How, do you, how does she not know that's a good thing? Like that's what you were – that was the whole idea, like a lumberjack. Exactly. 100%. God. That's what I was all about. Stop cramping our style, wives. Just let us, let us be our true <laughs> selves all across the board. 869-1240 is the number to call. Uh, Tim Fitzgerald will have, you know, he, I'm sure he has thoughts on the adventures of hairstyles. Um, I think he, I think he, uh, I'm not sure, so sure that he can do that anymore, but, uh, we can, we'll get his thoughts on K-State football and K-State basketball. I'm excited about that because it's an exciting time for both of them. And I got to ask him what on earth happened to the cats in the first half against Texas. We've got Tim coming up in the next hour here on sports daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.